what makes good content? That is a huge question. <laughs> that is a huge question. And yet it's a question I get asked all the time. So I wanna break down what makes good content, some aspects of good content, both from a, you know, theoretical standpoint, right? You know, and a philosophical standpoint of, you know, what I consider to be good content, but also from an algorithmic standpoint, an Instagram standpoint, what makes good content, okay? So I wanna dive into all these different elements. And again, you know, I'm gonna precursor all of these things with content is still subjective. And, you know, what you think is great content, other people might not think is great content. But the key things I'm going to be talking about in this episode, you know, do run universally throughout people in general and algorithms on social, right? So you can apply any of these things I'm talking about and help you make good and better content. So firstly, what makes good content? You know, when it comes to Instagram's definition of good content, they're looking for content that you know, people spend more time on, they consume more of. That's what they want. They want more people on the platform for the longest amount of time. What they're really saying with that, though, is you know they want eyeballs on things for prolonged periods of time. It's true for TikTok, true for anything else. The longer you look at something the more an algorithm is going to say, oh, okay, that thing must be good because that person's obviously engrossed in that thing for a longer amount of time. And, you know, this new phenomenon of binge-watching TV series is indicative of what you would class as good content. It's something that people will want to look at for a sustained period of time, you know, relative to other things, okay? In TikTok, a sustained period of time might be 20 seconds, versus half a second of swiping through. You know, for a carousel, it might be almost a minute. You know, for a reel, it might be 10 seconds, you know? It's just a proportionally longer period of time than something else. And when they do that thing, as they consume that thing, they get some kind of tangible, beneficial, pleasurable result out of it. They learn something, they have a laugh. There's some kind of beneficial result in the consumption of that content for the viewer of that content. That's what we're looking to do when we create our content. So there are kind of three key pillars of good content that are going to help you be able to achieve that. Three key pillars. One of the first pillars is entertain and then inspire and then inform, okay? Entertain, inspire, inform. Your content can be doing one, two, probably not three, probably one or two of those things. Entertain, inspire, inform. So let's walk through what each one of those things means. Entertain. Entertain is, of course, create a reaction. Now, when I think about content, I use two words that I keep in my head all the time when I make my content. Two words. And these two words keep me honest and true to what I'm creating. Those two words are massive action. I want someone to take massive action on the thing that I have shared with them. Now, when we talk about entertain, massive action is I want them to laugh out loud. 
That's the action. Well, well the action is to is to literally laugh out loud. You know, and that's what I'm going for. Like if I if I'm trying to make you laugh, I want you to laugh out loud. That's what I'm shooting for. Obviously, you know, there's plenty of times when you don't achieve that, but I'm I'm going all the way, right? The bigger the reaction, the more high value content that is. If I make you giggle a little bit, I go, oh, that's kind of nice. That's great. But if I can make you properly laugh out loud, then that's better, right? So in our, in our informed pillar, that, the massive action that I'm shooting for is laugh out loud funny under the entertainment bit. So and the entertain bit is, you know, I want someone transfixed on that piece of content and for them to take a specific reaction to that. Okay, but when you say entertain, of course, you know, entertain isn't just laughing out loud. You know, entertain also includes all the emotions here. It's, and for me, it's an emotional reaction. I want someone to be connected to me in some way. You know, when I say entertain, that could also be, you know, you might be telling a really poignant story that they connect with on a very deep level. That might also be the entertain bit. You know, I'm engrossed in your story. You're entertaining me with your story. Again, ma the massive action is, you know, how connected they are with the story. How can I create a story that they're even more connected with? That's the entertainment, engrossing someone and provoking a reaction, usually an emotional-based reaction. That's the entertainment side of things. So whenever you're creating content, you can challenge your content and, you know, ask... What's the massive action here? One of the reasons why I love to create the content the way that I do is all of my content is, you know, is laid out as simply and as action-oriented as possible. I want someone to be able to take what I've just shown them and do something specific with it. If I can help them do something specific with it, they're going to be highly grateful for me sharing that. If I share something which is hypothetical that they can't really do anything with, there is no real massive action, it's just kind of hypothetical, then they're not going to be as engrossed in that content. They're going to be like, great, you know, theoretically that sounds good, but I just don't really know what to do with that, right? So massive action is what you want to think about it. Massive action for entertainment is creating that emotion. Entertain is the first one. Inspire is the second one. What's massive action when it comes to inspiration? Inspiration is, you know, that sore of emotion or that inspiration to try and do something new and brave or feel inspired or feel motivated or feel lifted up. Right? Inspiration, I think, is, a, is another strong one of like, how can you lift people up and, and help them soar? How can you help them feel something different? Inspiration particularly, I think, is a step change in the way that people feel. Inspiration is, is helping people, you know, shift an emotion. Whereas entertainment is just, you know, how much can I you know, push up a particular emotion? Inspiration is how do I shift an emotion? How do I shift you from being down in the dumps to over the moon, to happy, to inspired? Inspiration. Inspiration is tough, right? Inspiration, you know, when it comes to creating inspirational content, that's when your passion comes in, you know, as a speaker, in the words that you say. Inspirational content, you know, tends to be content which is, you know, people stood up, you know, good quotes or people stood up and saying powerful things. That's where inspirational content comes in. And again, you know, the more powerful the thing that you're saying, 
the more action people are taking, the more they are going from, you know, zero to enlightened kind of thing, the more they are being moved through that range with that massive action scale, the more inspirational it will be to them. So if you're helping someone who's right down in the dumps be happy, you know, very happy, that's massive action for them, and that means that they would love that. So inspirational content. And then the last one is informational content. Informational content is the most accessible, the most straightforward of content. Information content is, of course, teaching someone something. You know, it's, and, of course, you know, a lot of my content... And my core content when it comes to my carousels is informational content. I'm teaching you how to do this thing. You want to do this outcome? Here's how you do the outcome. Again, with the massive action prefix underneath. Right? The way you make that content better is helping them take massive action. Not giving people theoretical stuff. It's helping people take action upon stuff. It might be a small task or it might be a big task, whatever it is. You're helping people actually take action on stuff. You know? If you're recommending tools to people, don't tell me the top 10 video editing tools. What do I do? If you tell me the top 10 video editing tools, where's the action for me? I'm not going to go out and try all 10, am I? Don't tell me the top 10. Tell me the one. Right? Tell me the one video editing tool that's the best. If you're telling me the top 10 of something, to me, all that says is you don't actually know which the best one is. Because there's never a top 10. There can't be top 10 of anything. There's only like one or three of something to achieve a specific outcome. And if you've tested them, then you should know what the answer is. If you ask me, you know, what is the very best video editing apps out there? I'm not going to give you a list of 10. I'm going to tell you the exact answer. I'm going to say, well, if you want to do this, that's your app. If you want to do that, that's your app. I know that because I've tested them all robustly. Right? Vagueness prohibits massive action. Direction. You know, laying out the steps exactly. Those are the things that drive massive action. Those are the things that people will class as good content because they are actionable. When it comes to information, you want to be giving people the exact process. Don't be vague with me. Show me exactly what I need to do. Show me. Show me exactly what I need to do to be able to achieve that result. Don't just tell me, you know, here's three hypothetical scenarios that are all great that I should consider. I'm not going to go off and consider them, am I? Like, you know, think about how you consume content. If someone gives you a, a list of, you know, 20 different things, you're not going to go out and test all 20, are you? You're just going to not do anything. But if I gave you one, if I said to you, this is the one app for this thing, then you're far more likely to go off and actually try that out. And if you try it out and you realize that, yes, it is the best app for that thing, then that is a massive success, a massive positive. And that, when you do it consistently, is what you regard as good informational content. Content that allows people to take massive action. It shows them the exact steps, shows them exactly what to do, shows them the exact path. It doesn't, it's not vague, it just shows them the direct direction. That's why you're here now. That is literally why you are here on this podcast right now. You are here because... I showed you the exact method to do stuff on my feed. And you looked at that and you said, Dan knows what he's talking about. I want to go invest in products from Dan because he obviously knows what he's talking about. If I was vague about those things, you would not be here right now.
there will be lots of people that also talk about you know instagram other than me and yet you are here now why is that well the reason why that is is because i'm one of the few people that isn't talking vaguely about actually what to do that's why you chose me amongst other reasons you know as well as the brand and the authenticity element and all of those elements you know another one of those elements is I've literally shown you exactly what to do. You're confident that I know exactly what to do. And that's why you've invested in me. And that's why you're on this podcast right now. So part of that is giving it all away. Okay. That I don't hold anything back. You can be looking at all of my posts. And if you want to, piecing them together and doing some awesome stuff with them. That's awesome. That's what I want people to do, okay? But 99% of people aren't going to piece all of my posts together. They might take one element or another element and, and create a big win for themselves, but they're not going to piece it all together. Again, you're here because you can see my posts. You can see I know what I'm talking about. But you don't want to have to piece it all together yourself in the right order. So you're here now with me, and I'm showing you how to piece it all together. So you don't need to be afraid of, you know, in this inverted commas, giving it all away. You don't need to be afraid of that because, you know, you're not giving it all away. You're showing people the what in your messages. When you see my feed, you're seeing the what. You're seeing the what you should be doing. What you're missing is the how. How to do it, yeah? And the why. I'm showing you the what I'm showing I'm showing you the one two three four five, okay cool. But what about all of the gaps in between? What about all the things I need to consider? What about all the questions that you have at every single one of those steps that you've shown me? What about all of those? The how, right? Well, yeah, but how do I actually? You know, I might tell you, you know, the way you get on Instagram is to get ranked unsuggested for you. Here's here's what you do one two three four five, and the question will be yeah okay yeah but. How do I do that when I'm in a niche of this? Or how do I do that when I talk to somebody? Or how do I, exactly do I speak to someone in a new DM to be able to achieve that? Like all of the how requires a much broader conversation. So I could share everything I know about the what, and yet there's still a huge gap that you still need me for. That's why you're here. So the worst case scenario when we talk about sharing everything you know is that someone will take everything you know and go off and create an amazing result for themselves. In that worst case scenario, that person's going to become your true fan because you just helped them do something amazing. Awesome. The best case scenario, which you know is the scenario, is your content is so highly value adding, so massively actionable, that everyone's going to be talking about you. They're going to be saying you should go out and check out this person because you know, they're, they're finally, someone's not being vague. Finally, someone's sharing, you know, what I should actually be doing. Finally, someone's giving me something I can actually take action on. Finally, someone is sharing, you know, the actually what I need to do instead of just talking hypothetically. The journey is still much, much bigger than any one post can provide. And people aren't going to piece all those posts together. So you're giving them quick wins, right? You share it. Here's how you create a quick win. Like when I share scripts for reels in my feed, I'm giving you a script for a quick win on reels. There's so much more to reels than just following a script, isn't there? You know, there's editing and there's effects and there's transitions. There's so many other elements of reels that you still need my help with. 
that you will pay me for. And that's why, again, that's why you're here. So I want you to release this whole, oh, what if I'm giving it all away thing. Don't hoard what you know. Share everything that you know. Right? Obviously, don't share it, try and share it all at once in one post. You know, pass it out into small topics, but share everything you know. Show people that you know it. If you don't share everything you know, how does someone really know that you are the authority in that thing? They don't know. You know I know what I'm talking about because I share everything that I know. That's how you know. <laughs> that's, that's, again, that's why you're here. You're here because you're confident that I know what I'm talking about because I share everything I know in my feed. So I want you to release that whole misconception of, oh, you know, I'm sharing too much. Release that. The higher the value you add to people, the more they will engage with your content. The better the content will be. Because it's more highly value adding. It's more, there's more massive action to it. Never ever be afraid of adding more value. Take out the vague. My, my, my strong encouragement here is, you know, good, good content is content that isn't vague. Good content is content that, which is straight talk. You know, a lot of the content that trends on social, you know, is, is straight talk from people. It's stuff that cuts through the vague and just tells people what to do and how to do it. For me, that's good content. And being straight with people is a good thing. You know, help people take out the vague. People get frustrated when something is vague and they can't see it and they don't know how it works. And they're just like, oh, I just wish someone would tell me the answer. That's when people get frustrated. When they're like, oh, you know, you're reading a carousel and you're like, yeah, but what's the answer though? And you don't tell them. That's frustrating for people. If you want to stand out on social... From an information standpoint, you should be cutting out all of the vague. From an entertainment standpoint, you should be figuring on massive action, right? How can you ramp up that, the, the reaction that they have to it? From an inspiration standpoint, you, you want to think about how can you move them the furthest from wherever they're at right now to a new place? How can you help inspire them even more? You know, an example of that might be like, let's say you're saying something inspirational or you're saying something highly motivational in a video, you know, adding music in the background that's just going to help elevate the mood and bring on the mood with that. You know, that helps drive the inspire bit of it. From an entertainment standpoint, you think about, well, you know, how, when you're making that video, you would be like, oh, you know, would it be funnier if I wore a hat backwards or would it be funnier if I was looking this way or that way or whatever? You know, it's that mindfulness the people that make really good content, they're very mindful of how that content can be made better. For me, I'm always pushing to make my content better. Better by driving those, that massive action, driving those reactions. Right? You know, I might go through a carousel and I look back at it and think, I can give away more. I often challenge myself with that. In my carousels, I, I say to myself, I can give away more. You know, it's like, oh, here's, here's three real scripts. No, I've got 10 slides. Why don't I give you eight? I can give away more. You know, think about that. Think about how much you can give away. That's what inspires people. That's when people start seeing you as an authority. So that's the, you know, the, the, the high level theoretical side. Let's translate that into Instagram algorithm. So Instagram has four key metrics 
when it comes to the value that people see content as. You know, it measures that in four key metrics. The first one is likes. Likes often are driven by creating a reaction, a good cover, a good hook, first impressions. Likes are really driven by first impressions, I think. You know, if you see something that looks cool, people often like something, particularly on a carousel, they'll often like that carousel before they've even read it, just because the title's really good. Oh, I like what you're talking about. Yeah, think about it like that. It's like, yes, this is a topic I'm interested in. I'm going to hit like because I'm interested in this topic. You've found a topic that I am interested in. When you look through your insights, you look at the things that have got the most likes, what those likes are telling you is, this is a topic I'm interested in. They give you that indication towards your audience to say, your audience is interested in that. If you're making something which is getting not a lot of likes, they're less interested in that. That doesn't mean... You know, you need to be beholden to likes by any stretch. But you should be taking them as a key measure, as a key indicator of you are hitting an interest point that your audience likes. Okay? That's what your likes are. Comments are more discussive. Okay? Comments are, number one, driven by massive action. If I give you something that's super high value adding, super actionable... You're going to want to thank me for that and leave a comment. Marginal value won't get a comment. Again, that's why you should be challenging to say, how can I give away more? I can I make this more valuable, more actionable. When something is highly, highly, highly actionable, people will comment. When something is discussive, you know, if it's a hot topic or a hot debate, they'll also comment. You know, they want to have a conversation around that thing. They have opinions. Comments are often driven by... Topics that tend to split audiences. You know, the best, from a comment standpoint, the best topics to talk about are the ones that are a little bit more divisive, a little more, down, a little more down the middle, ones that not everybody agrees on. If everybody agrees on the thing, they're going to talk about it less because they're going to be like, yeah, well, no, I agree on that. When you pick out a topic which is slightly more controversial, a little bit more divisive, then they'll have more conversations around it and therefore leave comments. So comments are something that is very high value adding, you know, so high value adding that people have to thank you for it, or is something, you know, discussive that they want to kind of share and talk more about, or perhaps ask you questions around. Shares are something which is like usually entertainment based, and it's so entertaining that people want to share it. Hey, this made me laugh, let me share it. I think for me, you know, again, the value element is really strong here, but, you know, shares are often driven by emotion. If you invoke emotional reaction, people want to share that. The key thing about shares, and this is something which is a, a social media trend in general, not a trend, a social media behavior, I should say, in general, is people share what they want other people to see them as. People share what they want other people to see them as, Okay. So the things that people share are the things that they want other people to, to see them appreciating. So, you know, on LinkedIn, the things that people share are like, oh, you know, this is a great white paper, or this is something really, really, you know, informational, or this is something that I found really, really interesting. They're creating that perception of, hey, I'm a person that, you know, is into research and into 
white papers, right? When someone shares someone, they think about the perception other people have of them. They might not do that completely mindfully, but it's in their subconscious. They're creating a persona for what they share. So, you know, when they share something funny, they're like, hey, I appreciate funny things. This is a funny thing. Let me share it with you. So when you think about shares, which is like, you know, you're thinking about, well, what kind of thing do I think people would want to share, you know, based on how they want people to see them? Now, I would not get too caught up with shares and trying to outthink, you know, what is the most shareable thing in the whole world, because that's going to spin your head crazy. But the bottom line for shares is, again, you know, massive action, massive value. If they want to pass on the value that you shared, they'll share it. If they want to make other people laugh like they laughed, they'll share it. Something which is highly shareable evokes a reaction, evokes an emotion. That's something that they're going to pass on and, and want other people to see that as well and be seen to be a person that shares that. And then the last one is saves. Saves is, this is so good, I don't want to forget it, <laughs> quite frankly. Saves, as you can imagine, for me, saves are a big metric. I love saves. I think saves are you know, really targetable as well. You know, understanding how to create someone to... Yeah, how to create something that people, someone's going to save, you know, that's the more information, the more value, the more action, you know, that creates a highly savable post. So you've got all these metrics, you know, you've got likes, you've got comments, you've got shares, you've got save, and then you're like, Dan, well, how the hell do I even think about all four of those? I mean, you know, how do I increase all four of those? The answer is you don't. You don't. What you need to be doing is picking one or a maximum of two of these metrics for your post, okay? So you want to ask the question, how can I target individual metrics? How can I just target comments for this post? How can I make this post as savable as possible? How can I make this post get as many likes as possible. If you try and target all four of these metrics simultaneously, it will spin your head. And quite frankly, you won't be able to do it. And there is no post that will get massive on all four metrics. It can't do because they are different reactions. You can't evoke all four of those reactions at once. Your goal is to target one, maximum two. Okay, so... Let's say I want loads of saves. Well, to get loads of saves, if I put in like templates and scripts are an awesome example of something that creates loads of saves. Something which is, you know, absolutely action-packed of stuff, stuff that is very highly actionable, stuff that you want to save for later and you don't want to forget. That's savable. For me, you know, saves are one of my key metrics. I love saves. I love creating content for saves. Saves are one of my key metrics. Driving that action. Because, you know, the more of any one of these four metrics that people exhibit, the more you'll grow, right? If your thing's highly savable and generates tons of saves, the more you'll grow. The more you'll grow. Highly shareable. You know, make it funny. Make it entertaining. Push it. Push, push, push yourself to make it more funny, more entertaining. That's what kind of thing that people are going to share. More inspirational. Right? Comments. 
either massively, massively high value adding and harking back to that, you know, give it all away, but also something which might be a little bit controversial and a little bit of a hot topic. If you want to generate more comments, pick more hot topics. Pick something that's a little bit more controversial or say something that's a little bit more controversial. Create more discussion. Yeah, and likes, likes are based around, you know, good hooks, good headlines, good covers, good topics. As soon as, you know, people tend to like almost straight away or not. They don't sort of get to the end of a carousel or the end of a reel and then hit like. They'll hit like immediately or not. Good hooks, good conversations, good topics. Something which is hitting. You know, again, your insights are there to guide you with these things. Look back on the posts you have and look back on all these metrics. Go to the post and hit view insights and look at not just the likes. I mean, so many people are just obsessed with the likes. Like, likes is just one metric of four. You don't need likes. You know, a, a lack of likes isn't a dislike. Oftentimes I get a lot more saves than I do likes. You know, that's a good thing. If you just look at the likes and you'll be like, oh, it didn't get a lot of likes, so it didn't do very well. It might have hundreds of saves. <laughs> you might have got 50 likes, but hundreds of saves. Don't sell yourself short by saying, oh, you know, not a lot of likes means not good. That's not true. It might have hundreds of saves. Shares are always going to be a very low number, but, you know, a share is always a good share. Incidentally, if you do get a share, you should be DMing people and thanking them for sharing because sharing's a big deal. So you'll see that they've mentioned you. Go ahead and DM them and properly thank them. But, you know, target one of the metrics. Go through your old content. Have a look at what is generating each one of these individual metrics and then level that thing up. You know, recreate that post. And instead of going for all four, go, how can I get the very most saves on this post? How can I get the very most comments on this post? Target something specific. Don't go for all four. So good content from an algorithm standpoint is something that exhibits one of those four metrics. The last metric, which is, you know, more recent one is, of course, watch time on reels. And again, that's just like anything else. The longer they watch it for, the more that that's driven and the more your reel is pushed out. Okay, But that is as a percentage of the total video playtime. So for example, if you have a really short reel, a five second reel, and people watch four and a half seconds, you know that comes out as 95% watch time. And so that reel is going to be pushed out further. Whereas you have, you have a, a 60 second reel, they only watch 10 seconds, that's going to be, you know, it's not going to be pushed as far, right? So reels really benefit from being shorter because the percent watch time is higher in a short reel. But again, you know, the question for that then, if you're making a reel and you're looking for how do I increase my watch time, is, you know, you ask that question, okay, specifically, how do I increase my watch time? Well, firstly, I need a really good hook to start off with. You know, secondly, I need transitions. I need to be changing up the camera angles. How do I increase my watch time? <laughs> how do I increase individual things in this workflow? Not how do I just make a better reel or how do I just make a better post that's not the question the question is how do I specifically drive a specific metric with my content when you start thinking of it like that the whole thing becomes far far easier 
far easier because you're like, oh, okay, great. Well, look, if I want more saves, this is what I've got to do. If I want more watch time, this is what I've got to do. So when you compound all those metrics together, it becomes impossible. And that's probably what you're doing now. And that's probably why you're, you know, feeling a little bit lost in the content perspective is because I'm like, you're trying to, you're like, yeah, but I don't really get it. Why did that one get more likes and comments? And why did that one get that? And that one get that. You, you won't be able to work that answer out until you start thinking about the individual metrics. Then targeting each one individually. As you grow, you will learn what you know, for your audience will get high numbers of those and it'll be, you know, far easier for you to create content that is able to target any one of those individual metrics, you know, quickly. Okay, so at first this process, you know, might take some thought. But as you grow and as, as a creator and as you grow your following, you'll get a good sense of, you know, the kind of metric that this particular post is going to drive and how to drive that even further by enhancing that content in some way. Phew. <laughs> so I hope that's given you, you know, some good insights in terms of what makes good content. Ultimately, there is one more element which is about what makes good content, and that is good content is good content that you love. Okay? Yes, it needs to be for your audience, but you need to love it too. Okay? Still relevant, when I say you love, please don't just be posting random stuff just because you like it. It still needs to be relevant to your audience. But again, stuff that you love, having your content get as many likes and comments in the world is not your goal here, okay? It's not the only goal. You need to enjoy this process and feel connected to the content as well. So, you know, find that lovely balance between, you know, having fun and making as you and being authentic and making content that your audience likes. For me, that's where I try and sit, you know. I have an awful lot of fun with my content and my audience seems to like it. But I'm not going to have less fun just to try and get more likes, yeah? I'm going to keep having a blast making my content, even if that doesn't get quite as many likes as, you know, it could do if I were to do less. So today's exercise is to talk about some of the content ideas that you have in the community, okay? So you will be sharing your content ideas already as part of your Monday to Friday tasks. Now I want you to pick out one or two posts and talk to them specifically about what you'll be sharing in that post, what it's about, what you'll be sharing, and what metric you're targeting for that content, and why you think that's a good metric and what you expect from that. And then let's all roundtable in the community talk about how we might be able to further enhance that to be able to help you hit that metric even further. I cannot wait to see the awesome stuff that you have in store for us. See you in the next episode.